Discover a world of film you won't find anywhere else with IFI at Home, the Irish Film Institute's online streaming service. Explore exciting new releases, independent film, documentaries and old favourites. Discover the best in Irish and international cinema with IFI at Home. Download the app or sign up online at ifihome.ie. Welcome to In The Moment. There's a moment in everything, and everything is a moment I talk about the comedy in it all. If this is your first time, welcome to the funniest podcast you've never heard. I'm your new favorite comedian, Mo Mitchell, your money back. Shout out to all my regular listeners. I'm riding solo, y'all. And there's a reason. There's a very good reason, actually. And, oh, y'all in for something today. I'm doing a lot of things for the first time today. And riding solo is only one of them. But I'm going to be as, I think I'm going to be more honest, more transparent. More a lot of different things that I've never truly been before on this episode. Some of you may love me more for it. A couple of you may not like me at all after it. But it's necessary. And I believe everything that I'm going to talk about today is, there's a lesson there. There's a lesson to be learned. Which is... The only reason I'm choosing to talk about any of these things. Here's the thing, people. I personally believe that the universe or God will push you to do things when you don't push yourself to do them. You have to act at a certain point. And if you don't, well, the universe is going to get busy for you. The universe may give you every sign in the book to leave a man. You don't leave. To leave a girl. You don't leave. To leave a job. You don't leave. Then you end up getting fired or they end up leaving you. And then in time, you find something way better or someone way better. And you say, damn, I should have left earlier. I think that's what's happening here. I'd been getting a lot of requests. Some from very heavy hitters in radio. Yo, you should do your podcast by yourself. Someone even said. I only believe that 1% of the people on earth have the talent to do it. And I think you're a part of that. Not to say that they didn't like the people who were on my podcast with me. Just that they felt as if I was stunting my growth at times. And it's ironic because I never wanted to do a podcast on my own. For some reason, I held myself back from even trying. Because I, well, for what I, honestly, I just like to give opportunities. I like to bounce things off of people. I like to converse. And I wasn't sure that an hour or whatever of just me would be entertaining. Which didn't make sense because <laughs> I'm at my best when I'm on stage and there's no one else there. And so, ironically, I've been holding off on doing that for quite some time. And for whatever reason, this particular week, God put me in a situation where everyone that I would normally reach out to to come be a guest on my podcast, they're not available. Whether it be because we're simply not speaking or because they have family tragedies. Shout out to Katie. Keep your head up. Or whatever the case. But either way you cut it, I was literally put in position where I was forced to have to go at this on my own. I say all that to say, I'm about to address some people and some things in my life. Two people I love dearly, in fact. And I'm, I'm going to do it for three reasons. Number one, they already made it public. 
Nothing I'm going to speak about has not already been made public. So I feel like since we're here, there are a lot of times when I don't get to defend myself because I just take the high road. But I'm kind of tired of doing it. (laughs) I feel like there comes a time when you got to say, you know what? I tried the Martin Luther King route. Y'all ain't appreciate it. Put the X on my name. Y'all made me a target, so now I'm going to give y'all this Malcolm X juice. I'm going to give y'all this Malcolm X sauce. And the second reason, in all honesty, I've always attempted to help people with my podcast to the best of my ability or with any of my platforms. I've always attempted to use my life experiences to help others see that, okay, here's what you should and here's what you shouldn't do. Or at least here's what the results look like when you do them. And the third reason is simply because my therapist told me to. (laughs) She literally did. I went to my therapist the other day. I said, yo, this is what I'm going through. And I didn't think that it was valid, honestly, because I'm like, man, I'm getting up every day and I'm putting on for a culture. I'm trying my best to represent an entire culture of people on a platform. And it's draining. It's emotionally draining. I'm tired. So much so that I really didn't even have the energy to focus on the things that were going on in my personal life. And she told me I was foolish. And then she told me something I never thought I would hear a therapist say. She said, you got to stop being so damn nice to people, man. (laughs) I was like, wait, wait, what? She's like, stop being so nice. It's like, I don't want to offend you, but stop being so nice. And even in her saying that, I felt like, there I go being too nice again because I wasn't even offended (laughs) until you told me not to be. Now I'm offended. So fuck you. (laughs) And she's like, yeah, there you go. And I'm like, wait, (laughs) wait, what? (laughs) You want me to be more of that guy? He's like, yeah, a little bit. Sometimes you have to be that person. You do. Sometimes that's what it takes for people to get certain lessons. You have to teach people how to treat you. It's one of my favorite sayings. I'm like, yes. You ever have somebody say something to you that you've been saying to everybody else and it takes for someone else to say it to hit you? Like, wait a minute. I wrote that. (laughs) But yeah, my therapist told me this. And it was funny because I thought to myself, there had been times growing up when... I would date women and they would tell me, man, stop being so nice to me. You got to you too much of a gentleman. Call me a bitch. <laughs> I'm like, wait, what? Nah, I was raised by all women. I don't move like that. Nah, you're too nice. I don't like it. So I, I think maybe there's leverage here. Okay. My therapist may be on to something. You got to stop being so nice. Sometime I, I can be the person who will actually allow my feelings to be hurt. And leave things alone in order to spare someone else's feelings. At some point in your life, that has to stop. I believe that. It just does. Why would you as a person feel like someone else's feelings are more important than your own? I say all that to say, before I go into the things I'm going to go into, this is not to hurt anybody. In fact, if I didn't care about the people that I'm about to address, we wouldn't even be here. But this is simply to help. I'm going to give advice the best way I can. Take it if you want it. Leave it if you don't. But we're going to get busy. Now, I want to address what I like to call crabs in a barrel. I really think it's a thing where people can't seem 
to find ways to lift themselves up without feeling the need to bring others down. And what baffles me is, why is it that we always seem to kill the people who love us? To kill the people who try to help us? You ever notice that people always seem to get mad at the person who's willing to tell them the truth, but they don't get mad at the people who have lied? Why is that? Why do we not appreciate the people while they're in our lives doing right by us? Typically, you see a woman leave and then a man all of a sudden becomes everything that she was asking him to be while he was there. <laughs> Yo, baby, I'm willing to do this, that, and the third. Yo, fam, where was all of this when we were together? <laughs> now you're the best boyfriend in the world? Roger Goodell out here talking about, yo, Colin Kaepernick can play in my league any day. Fam, where was this energy for the last four years? Why does it always take something drastic for us to simply appreciate the people that are right in front of us? I never understood it. I'm going to start with Walter. If you know who Walter is, then you know what I'm about to get into. If you don't, don't worry about it. You'll catch on. But if you've been a fan of mine since Distant Cousins, I never truly addressed the Walter situation. And I'm still not. Because I just don't think it's that important. But I do want to address one part of it. One part of it. It's so much deeper than what I'm going to go into. But the, the most simple part of it that bothered me, always bothered me, was when Walter was on the show, I came in as a co-host, not knowing much about much. But I did my best to make sure that I was helping not only him, but anyone who seemed to need it. Because that's just how I move. Here's the truth of the matter. I let Walter open up at my show. I brought Walter onto my podcast. So much so that I made it our podcast. I went to the gym with Walt every day. I spoke to him about his family issues. Things that were really close to him that bothered him. I mean, I thought we developed... Somewhat of a friendship. I met his brother. And then when Walter was let go or whatever happened, it had nothing to do with me. But Walter only blocked one person on the show. Me. <laughs> like, fam. You blocked the one person that was going out of his way to help you. Let's keep it a buck here. No one was going out their way to help you like I was. And it wasn't because a lot of people would like to say, well, he was the only other black person. No, he wasn't. And that has nothing to do with it. Maybe he used that to his advantage in his attempt to use me? Possibly. Am I mad at it? I'm never mad at it. Like, I want to make that very clear. I am never mad when someone shows me their true colors. I can't be. I ask for it every night. My mom taught me when I was real young, always pray for discernment. Always pray that God shows you who people really are. I pray that prayer every single night. So when he shows me, I don't go, oh, no, thank you. But it's, it's really crazy when you think of the mindset that people have that you're going to leave and only be upset at the one person who went out of his way to help? How does that make sense? Where they do that at? Make it make sense. Theoretically, 
I was the only guy that actually would have kept a relationship with you, a true, a genuine one, beyond the show. Now you blew that. There's a bridge. Who has a candle? Because he just strikes me as a guy who would try to burn a bridge with a candle. I don't know why. <laughs> but all jokes aside, like, fam, it just didn't make sense to me. I was, like, trying to make sense of it. And everybody around me made it easy. I was jealousy. You know what that is. You're jealous. And I guess because I've never been jealous, I don't understand jealousy. I never have. I just don't operate like that. I am a firm believer in what's for you is for you. You just have to manifest it. Whatever you want, no one's in your way. It's just you. It's just you. That's why if you take the time to think about it, typically none of us are ever attacked by someone that's doing better than us. They're too busy doing better than us to be worried about what we're doing. Oprah will never take time out of her day to tell me how trash I am. Dave Chappelle ain't worried about me. You don't, you don't get insulted or attacked by people who are in position. They understand how this whole thing works. No one's in your way but you. When you speak out against people who are out here getting it, successful, doing their thing, following their dreams, you're not mad at them. You know, most of the time, you don't even know them. You're mad at yourself that you're not doing it. So it's easier to blame other people for the fact that you're not where you want to be. Accountability. We're going to talk a lot about that this episode. Crabs in a barrel. I start with that. Not mad at Walt, wish him the best. But I thought it was ironic that I went through this same exact situation again with someone I actually love. Shout out to my cousin. We're going to talk about it. I saw some tweets last week after my last episode from my cousin that disturbed me. And he approached it by speaking on it from a public forum as opposed to calling me. Okay. So let's get into it then. Let's not create narratives. Let's not exaggerate. Let's talk about exactly what happened. Here's the thing. What you do in private God rewards you for in public. See, people see the success. They see Jordan holding up the trophy. They don't know what Jordan had to go through to get there. And that goes for anybody that's successful at any level of success. People never know what you truly had to go through, how hard you had to work, how much you had to sacrifice to really get just a portion of what you want. And if you understood it, you would never be mad at it because success comes with a price that only the success would understand. That's a fact. But for some reason, we live in a world where a lot of the youth, because I'm going to talk to the youth right now, full of entitlement. You think the world owes you something. It doesn't. Now, my cousin, I love my cousin. I always will. That's never going to change. He's family. But here's the truth of the matter. He didn't support my podcast before he got on it. He might have heard an episode or two. But that became very obvious in a lot of different ways. He would act in a lot of different things he would say. So it's not as if I put you on my podcast because you was popping. Because you earned it. Because you were just lit like that. No. 
I gave you this opportunity because you're family, and I like to try to give people opportunities that I didn't have. Now, you've heard my cousin speak about how when we were younger, I would tell him to come to the city. I would take him around, buy him seven, $800 Jordans just because. It wasn't just because. It wasn't because I'm generous. It wasn't because I just had it. It wasn't because I was stunting. It was simply because I remember when I had potential, but I didn't have the mentality. And it took someone that cared about me that was a little older and understood life a little more to bring me to the side and go, youngin, let me show you something. You could have this. You could have anything you want. You don't have to be mad at what you don't have if you're using that energy to actually go get it. Let me show you how easy it is to buy a pair of $700 sneakers if you work hard enough. I thought I was inspiring them, motivating them. To me, you can't put a price on that. You can put a price on sneakers, and it may sound stupid to buy $700 sneakers, but not when that $700 sneaker teaches you a million-dollar lesson. Then it's nothing. It's an investment in a very small one. When you think bigger than the average individual, that's what that was for. I've been giving him that kind of love for years. And anyone that's around me, whether they supported me, appreciated me or not, I let them know. I believe in me to the point where I know I'm going places. Whether you want to get on this ride or not is up to you. But I'm going to leave the door open for you. So, one day, the quarantine starts and I realize I have to shake my podcast up a little bit because we're not in the studio anymore. So I thought to myself, this is a perfect opportunity to reach out to my cousin and give him a shot. Let me put you on a platform where uh, that, that 100,000 has listened to before. Not 100, where we started. And I'm not saying that to say I'm doing anything big. I'm simply just saying that so you understand it's an opportunity. He says, cool. Again, it's not like you worked hard for this opportunity. I'm giving it to you because you're family. You're blessed. A lot of people don't have that. You know how many people have dreams, goals, and would give an arm and a leg to have someone that was family in position to say, yeah. Let me help. I didn't have that. I didn't have anyone in my family that was out here doing things that I would want to do for a living. I didn't have family in radio. I didn't have family that was a comedian. I didn't have a family with a podcast and a platform. I had none of that. I had to build it from the ground up. Blood, sweat, and tears. Everything that I have. And I'm not mad about it because it teaches you different. It gives you character. It gives you structure. It makes you appreciative. It makes you grateful forces you to lose the sense of entitlement and whatever else that is that people have that makes them think that the world revolves around them so i bring you on a couple episodes the first thing you do is complain about how your friends don't support you you should probably take that lesson in number one you didn't know anything about what was going on in my podcast before i asked you but i didn't hold that against you then it was a little funny stuff, like you'd get on and be like, yo, this was a great episode, fam. <laughs> so what'd you think the other ones were? Oh, oh, when you came, they started getting fired, huh? <laughs> Not realizing like, yo, that could be offensive to somebody that's putting you in position. But okay, that's fine. I'll take it. No problem. Then we go beyond that. Now, remember I told you I prayed for discernment. This is why you do it. One day, he was sending me his audio. For what was supposed to be the audio to my podcast. And for some reason, I got a file that was audio to a whole different podcast, which appeared to be a podcast that he was working on, on the low. 
And I say on the low because he didn't say anything to me about the fact that he sent it to me, which forced me to believe that you didn't want me to know. Which I'm not mad at that. If your goal is all of a sudden to become a podcast host, that's fine. We competition now, but that's fine. Do your thing. But I would think you would come to me and say, big homie, you've been doing it for a minute. You got any pointers? Nah, it was none of that. So it made me feel like, oh, this was an oops moment. So then I go to listen to it. Like, yo, let me check it out. Maybe he wanted me to listen to it. I start hearing my swag all over it. I'm hearing the applause. I'm like, oh, <laughs> oh, this is that. <laughs> wow. Okay. Be careful who you trust. Got it. Still, still didn't think nothing of it. I said, it's cool. He young, he learning. He's using this as a way to get to where he wants to go. That's fine. Aren't we all? It's cool. But I gave him an opportunity to bring it up. Never did. To me, that's God then. Cool. I still didn't bring it up. Didn't make a thing of it. Now we get to the next week. And we couldn't record on that Tuesday because that was the week I wrote my open letter and I was fighting racism and I was tired as hell. Right? I'm exhausted. So I'm like, yo, I can't record on Tuesdays. It got to be on Wednesday. I text him. We record on Wednesday. He texts me back. Now, I don't know if I could do that because I got y'all penciled in for Tuesday. <laughs> so y'all don't worry about it, sweetheart. <laughs> I didn't realize you was popping like that. Now, here's the thing. That's okay if you busy. But to say it in that manner is disrespectful. It is. Because you are coming off as if this is something that you want to do. As if you're grateful. It's an hour of your time. You don't even have to leave the house. You go into a closet. Do y'all know what I would be willing to do if somebody who I felt was just a little further ahead of me was going to give me an opportunity to get closer to a goal? Could you imagine if Dave Chappelle hit me like, yo, I got a spot for you on this episode. I need an hour of your time. And I tell him, nah, Dave, got you penciled in for Tuesdays, fam. Can't make it. <laughs> Slice it how you want it, number one. It tells me that you don't really appreciate the opportunity or you don't you don't respect me. Or the opportunity enough to figure it out if that's what you really want. And maybe it's not. But that's not the way you were coming off. This is my problem with the youth. And this is where I want the youth to realize. The world doesn't owe you anything. No one owes you anything outside of your parents. You can argue that outside of that. No one owes you anything. If you want something, you got to go get it, man. I meet too many young brothers that got this mentality that things are going to fall on my lap. This entitlement. Where does this come from? I remember, I never forget the one and only time I've ever been around Jay-Z. He walked into the Murder, Inc. studios back when I was writing music for Murder, Inc. He walked in a room. Everybody was sitting around playing 2K. And everybody looked up. It was all a bunch of young, hungry artists. Some of these artists, you know today. But at the time, they were still trying to get it. I ain't going to put nobody on blast. But it was funny because when they saw Jay, the first thing they said was, yo, what up, Jay? Jay didn't even smile. And at first, I was like, damn, he ass," But he wasn't because what he said was, oh, y'all must have made it already. Y'all in a studio, in a million-dollar studio playing 2K? This is what you're doing with your time? He was Jay at that time. And even he was like, I'm not, I, could, I, I can afford to play 2K. I'm a millionaire. 
But I'm still not wasting my time like that. While you in a million dollar studio where you could be recording for free, you playing 2K. You don't want this. And I don't like to be around people who don't want it. Period. I learned a lesson that day. Very valuable one. And it struck me in that moment. Yo, you don't want this. You playing. You know how hard I had to work to get here? I'm not going to spend the time telling you. But you playing. And that's cool. But we're not the same. Now, I wasn't even mad at that. That wasn't even the part that got me. So the next week, I couldn't record on that Tuesday either. Because, unfortunately, Katie had a tragedy in the family. If you follow my podcast, you know that Katie been with me on more episodes than anybody. And that's the other thing I, I want to I wanna stress here. I never said that anybody was a part of my podcast permanently. I made that mistake with Walter. I would not make that mistake again. So everybody who's ever been on my podcast, I made it very clear. I, do, I, I go week by week. You, you, one week you may get this guest. The next week you may get that guest. But it's in the moment. Which I should have knew was an issue the first time my cousin brought up the fact that he wasn't on the picture. Why would you be on the picture on a podcast you didn't build, fam? I'm damn near 30 episodes in by the time I got you. Hundreds of thousands of downloads later, you had nothing to do with any of that. Why would your picture be on the... Co- but again, I said to myself, okay, that's that youth, man. Imagine me getting on the Burt Show day one, like, yo, <laughs> y'all gonna, you, gonna, you gonna put Burt and Mo up there, or what we doing? <laughs> like, are you serious? <laughs> yo, you don't want to work for anything. All right. So, in my mind, I wasn't trying to be disrespectful or anything of that nature. Again, no one's permanent. It's week by week. But I knew I couldn't record on Tuesday that week. So when he reached out and said, are y'all recording today? I said, no, Katie's grandmother passed away. I'm going to just spend valuable time with Katie. I think we don't need to record. We don't need to do none of that. I just want to make sure my homie is good. He said, all right, cool. So I recorded on Wednesday. Now, there's no need for me to reach out to you and ask, do you want to be on the episode for Wednesday? Because you just told me you penciled us in for Tuesdays. So I'm not thinking anything of it. But then I go on Twitter. And he knows I follow him. So I, you know I'm going to see it. And I see tweets that say, yo, I don't really know what's going on with the pod. This is wild. I, like, I don't even know why I wasn't asked to be on it. Some to that extent. Then I see him tweet, interesting. Then it was the tweet that took me over the top. Yo, I hate when people use me and throw me away. What? <laughs> Wait, use you for what? <laughs> what, the, what did I use you for? Fam, you mean to tell me that some of y'all are so entitled, so self-centered, that you don't know the difference between when someone is giving you an opportunity and when someone is using you? Using you would mean that I utilized you to get from point A to point B. Well, what the hell was A and what the hell was B? <laughs> Where, where'd I go? What, what'd you help me do? Do you really think I couldn't have pulled off an episode without you? And I, I, it hurts when you got to humble people you love. It does. But y'all got to stop this. <laughs> like, I don't know if it was for clout. I don't know if he was just trying to be funny, but I certainly didn't read it that way. And everyone that was around me certainly didn't read it that way. They felt like it was the ultimate form of disrespect. And everybody asked me not to address it. Don't say nothing on the podcast. No, you're tweeting about it. And I'm not from that era. 
I'm not from the cloth of when you got someone's number that we speak every other day. If you had felt some kind of way about something that I've done, though I didn't do anything, call me. We family. Text me. Now nah, you tweeting. Trigger fingers turning into Twitter fingers again. What the fuck is my life? <laughs> like, what are you talking about? And then I haven't spoke to him since. So, I mean, I promise you, before this, when you were a regular on the podcast, we were speaking either every day or every other day. That's my word. Ever since the, the little incident on Twitter, I haven't heard from him. Not a text, not anything. So our, now you're telling me that our relationship was dictated upon what I was doing for you? And you have no need for me anymore since you're not on my podcast. We're no longer family. Or at least, at least we can take a break in our communication. Okay. Big man, got it. I didn't think it was that. I'm hurt. But sometimes it takes for your heart to break for your vision to be fixed. Cool. Again, don't bite the hand that feeds you, people. Stop killing the people who are going out of their way to help you. Stop thinking that people owe you something. They don't. I was watching Tracy Morgan on The Breakfast Club the other day. He was talking about comedian Rob Stapleton. Rob Stapleton came on The Breakfast Club and said, yo, I'm mad at Tracy because he making millions. He's a superstar. and He won't put me in any of his movies. Tracy came out and said, Rob, I like you, fam. I do. But here's the truth. If you were in position, if you were the guy, you wouldn't help me. You wouldn't give a shit about me. Because you've never helped me do anything. You're trying to make me feel guilty for the fact that I've manifested what I have and don't feel like I'm obligated to help you when you're not my family. That doesn't make any sense when you break it down. Like I understand someone saying, yo, support, you know, reach out and, and, and pick brothers up when you make it. But understand that's a choice. I, he doesn't have to do that. Why do we think that people have to do that? They should. It's a wonderful thing to do, but they don't have to. I didn't have to help you, fam. I didn't have to do anything for you at all. I don't even have to answer the phone when you call. We're being honest. But I do every time. And then I got to get... <laughs> I get the shade on Twitter? Okay. Got it. Still family. I'm going to love you forever. But you're wrong. And you owe me a phone call. No good deed goes unpunished. I'm not as cool with niggas as I once was. It's a Jay-Z bar. And I normally don't say the N-word on my podcast, but when you quote Hove, you got to do it accurately. It's only right. <laughs> so forgive me. I know some of my, it makes some of my listeners uncomfortable. But it's real. No good deed goes unpunished. I hear Bert say it all the time, and I didn't realize how real it was until I... I'm not saying I'm killing it, but I got, you know, I'm doing a little something in life. Wow. You can't even help people. I'm starting to understand when I run into the Tracy Morgans of the world, I'm starting to truly understand why he's the way he is. I get it now. I remember when I was still on the come up and Tracy invited me to a show. I was nowhere near where he was. He said, yo, I'm only here for two hours, fam. If you need my help with anything, you better come now. I had to scramble. I dropped everything. I'm on the way. Didn't matter what I was doing. Find a way. I know single mothers with three kids who find a way. Because they want to. You find a way. Period. 
or, or you don't complain about not having it, about not being put in position when someone put you in position and you shot an air ball, you draked. You saw Drake on the layup line, that was you. <laughs> Period. I was there. I said Trace, but then I, Trace was telling me like, yo, he told me straight up, I'll never forget. He said, mom, I'm going to be honest with you. I smell it on you. You're going to be a superstar. You're going to be huge. You're going to be a big deal. You have it. He said, once you get to my level, you just know who has it. You have it. But he said, be careful. Be very careful. Because it's, it's going to be in you to help people because that's your spirit. That's your heart. They're going to burn you every time. I'm like, Tracy's bugging. Your own family? You don't even want your own family to come to your show? No, I don't. I tried that. They burned me every time. And the more money I make, the, the more success I gain, the more they want and the worse person I am for not giving it to them. Even though I've tried. You've heard this story from so many. Then you look at the Allen Iversons of the world who tried to help everybody until they ain't have nothing. Thank God Reebok was holding some money till he was 40 or 50. The MC Hammers of the world. Steve Harvey said everybody that come with you can't go with you. It's a terrible lesson. But I'm, I would never bite the hand that feeds me. I just don't get that. Put that energy into going at the people who don't support you. Who've done nothing for you. Who won't even do something for you if they could. There's plenty of them out there. You gonna put energy into the person that actually reached out to help? You wildin'. If you want something, manifest it. The universe makes it easy for you. It really does. It's not easy to get, but it's easy to desire. And that's really all you need, the desire. Believe in yourself, bet on yourself, work hard, and never quit. I promise you, good things will eventually happen. They have no choice. But you're never going to get somewhere bringing someone down to try to lift yourself up. Projecting your insecurities on someone. You using somebody but claim they using you because you couldn't use them the way you thought. Nah. Nah, grow up. Time to mature. Accountability. There's that word again. So the lesson. Yes, people will project their insecurities on you. Yes, they will try to make it seem like it's you. Even on public forums. But no good deed goes unpunished. Does that mean that I want to stop helping people? Nah. I will never be that person, but I'm certainly going to be a little more selective about it moving forward. So take those lessons out of this or don't. But stop walking around like somebody owe you something. Learn to roll your sleeves up, go into the streets and get busy with whatever God gave you. Because he gave you enough to get what you're supposed to have. He did. So go get it. Stop relying on somebody else. You know how many times I've heard people around me say, yo, I can't wait for you to make it. What the hell are you waiting for me for? <laughs> That's your life goal? No. You make it. You're better than that. Everyone is, but only who wants to be. Please don't make me do this again. You know I'm not that guy. I take the smoke from anywhere, from anyone at any time. This ain't me, man. I'm past this. Don't make me use my platform to do that again. I love you. Now do better in life. Next. This one is a little more light. <laughs> because I told this story today on, on the Bird Show about how I felt betrayed by my girl. And it's true. Now I want to make something very clear. Me and my girl typically have a very healthy relationship. We don't beef. That's why you never hear me really talk about us beefing. Unless I'm joking. I am a comedian at the end of the day, so I will take small things, stretch them, make them funny, and exaggerate them. That's what I do. In this case, 
going back to the basics, I'm only telling this story again for the same three reasons. Number one, I feel like our relationship has already went outside of our relationship, which is my number one rule. And I mean this, if you are in a healthy relationship and you want to keep your relationship healthy, please listen to me. Keep your business to yourselves. Keep your relationship within your relationship, period. No ifs, ands, or buts. I can't stand when people be like, nah, but that's my cousin. Nah, but that's my mom. Fam, good things don't come out of allowing other people to bring negative energy into your relationship. It just doesn't. I spoke to my grandmother about this, and it's kind of funny because when the older women I speak to about this will always tell you, yeah, as a woman, you learn that. You mature. You let that insecurity go of always thinking you need a second opinion. The only, the only woman in my life who was like, I understand it, at first, before I gave her the full picture, she's young. She's in her mid-20s. I ain't going to call out, but you know who you are. And I'm not mad at her, but she said, nah, women talk. But the older women were like, nah, you learned that lesson. You learned that lesson because everybody doesn't always have your, your, your back like you think they do, period. Nah, that's my cousin. She would never, You don't know that. I promise you that's rule number one. Keep your relationship within your relationship if you want to keep your relationship. Let's start there. Now, I got a phone call. It's a true story. From my girl's family member, right? And she was like, yo, <laughs> mind you, I'm minding my business. I don't have like a real relationship with her. And anyone who knows me, which I'm not even mad at the cousin for not knowing this, but I'm mad at my girl for it. You know that I'm not a people person like that. Like, I don't want people calling me, giving me unsolicited advice on anything. I, I just, that's just not me. Maybe some people enjoy that for some reason and think that it's okay to call somebody and give them relationship advice when they didn't ask you for it. But that really ain't me. So she calls me and she's like, yo, um, no, first she texts me out of nowhere, which was already weird. And she's like, yo, yo, hit me when your girl is not around. Okay, first of all, <laughs> nah. <laughs> we been been there and not setting me up like that ain't catching me with the okie doke nah i'm good so i went straight to my girl like yo what's this about and she laughed like really i'm like yeah really i don't know what they like yo anytime you get to holler when your girl ain't around i don't i don't even know you like that <laughs> and she's like nah it's probably something for my birthday all right so in my mind i'm thinking she wants to do something for her birthday that's gonna be dope she wants to surprise her with something needs my help that's cool so I, I tell her, yo, she gone. So she calls me. First thing she says is, hey, um, so we were talking and Bree tells me you don't take her anywhere. She, she's tired of being in the house. Wow. Whoa. Whoa. <laughs> Sis, first of all, I don't know if you got TV, internet, <laughs> friends, any of that. But um, it's a whole pandemic going on out here. It's a whole goddamn pandemic. <laughs> Everybody's tired of being in the house, fam. The whole world. Literally. Who gets a call about being tired of being in the house during a damn pandemic, y'all? Seriously. So I'm, I'm sitting there like, nah, this not happening. Nah, God, don't play with me like this. Nah. And then I'm tight because I'm like, wait a minute. This is not even something I knew about my relationship. And that's the other thing I want to address. If I've ever gone outside of my relationship for advice... If I've ever done it, it's been about something that I've already spoke to my girl about. Period. 
I've already tried to get my point across to my lady. And if she not hearing me, if I feel like I just can't get her to understand where I'm coming from, I'll start to think maybe it's me. It could, I could be wrong. So that's the only time I feel the need to step outside my relationship to ask most of the time a woman, because I don't know why women always feel the need to go to other women to, ha- to ask for advice to deal with men. Ladies, if you really want to get good advice on how to deal with your man or how to get through to your man or how to do anything with your man, here's the craziest thing. Go to a man. <laughs> women are smarter than men more times than they're not. That's the truth. We all know that. But women are not men. Men understand men a little better than women do because they're actually men and vice versa. That's just my personal belief. Take my advice if you want. Don't if you don't. But I always try to go to a woman to gain perspective about a woman. It just makes sense to me. So now I'm already kind of tight because I'm like, Well, now I know my girl be talking negatively about me behind my back. And it's about things that I didn't even know were going on. We done been in a global pandemic for four out of the seven months we've been together. And you tired of not going nowhere? Fam, there's nowhere to go. (laughs) It's my fault that there's there's been nowhere to go. And before before this, we was out. Wherever you wanted to go, we was going. Now, granted, I probably wasn't on my game like I should have been. Accountability. I'll take it. I don't really know Atlanta like that. It's not really my spot. So, yeah, I probably I, I could have done better. But to this point, to where someone is calling me during a global pandemic, like, yo, your girl said you trash. Nah, fam, we're not doing that. So in my mind, I'm already tight. Then she hits me with the, so what you plan on doing for her birthday? Whoa. Wait a minute. Why is that your business? I didn't know this was three's company. When the hell I become Jack Triple? <laughs> you Jack Trippin'. Fam, I'm marrying one person. <laughs> I'm, I didn't. What is this? But I was trying to be nice. And I was also trying to allow her to dig a hole for herself because I wanted to see what else I didn't know. So I'm thinking like, where, where is this even coming from? And then she hits me with the. Well, she's doubting you. She don't think you're going to do anything for her birthday. I'm like, oh, ouch. <laughs> All right. So now my girl is telling you. She don't leave the house, and I ain't going to do shit for her birthday. Now, correct me if I'm wrong, but that makes me a pretty much an ain't shit dude, right? Like, what? Now, I don't know what the measuring stick on this is, but I'm thinking to myself, first of all, she's never had a birthday while we've been together, so why am I getting this heat? Why am I getting this kind of judgment? Allow me to fuck it up first. Let us have one birthday, and then see how I do, man. (laughs) Give me a chance. Like, I can understand if we've been together three years, I got it wrong two out of three, and you got to go to your cousin for backup. Like, yo, but you mean to tell me out the gate? I got to get this call? So I'm like, all right, well, I just learned a whole lot about my girl that I wasn't aware of. So in my mind, I wasn't about to hit her with all the surprises I had, but I told her a few things that I had lined up, and trust me, y'all, they were dope. I'm talking dope. And I'll probably tell y'all what they are next week because I don't know if I'm going to end up doing them or not. But I said to myself, you know what? Even though this seems crazy, because I don't know why she would think that emasculating me in this way. Ladies, I'm going to keep it a buck. This is where the advice comes in. Please don't have someone ever call your man and make him feel like he don't know how to be a man. It's emasculating. 
No man is going to be comfortable there. I promise you that. Male, female, mother, father, cousin, dog, don't matter. No one wants to get a phone call from anyone saying your girl doesn't believe in you, that you, that you are going to have the ability to show her how much you love and appreciate her on her birthday. That is disgusting. Especially a man who feels like, yo, I'm doing what I do. Mind you, I'd already bought her a birthday dress. The dress that she wanted to wear on her birthday, I threw in my card like, babe, get that. Whatever that is. Didn't ask how much it cost. Nothing. Just get it. And that wasn't a part of the gifts. That's just so you can have something to wear while you open the gifts. I'd already done that. And I'm still getting this phone call. If the measuring stick is Valentine's Day, let's throw it back to Valentine's Day. Keep it a buck with y'all. The rose petals were fake. They were, but they were there. <laughs> the rose petals were there from the kitchen to the bedroom all the way throughout the whole apartment. The bed had the special Valentine's Day covers, the special Valentine's Day pillows. I had the candles. I had the lights. I had the signs that said, Happy Valentine's Day, babe, I love you. I cooked dinner. I cooked dessert. I had the drinks. had the wine. Like, I'm not saying I was Usher. There was limits. <laughs> but to think that a guy who at least did that, and we were only three months in at that point, that, that gives you somehow... That says to you, I'm a guy who wouldn't do anything. So I thought to myself, you know what? Even beyond this, even though I'm emasculated, even though I'm offended, even though I'm insulted, even though I'm pissed, even though I feel betrayed. Because mind you, this, this girl done been in my, in, my, in my home. Like, we kick it. And I'm thinking to myself, damn, what else do she be telling her? The other thing that bothered me was, yo, she didn't even come with the sauce. Like, I could understand if she knew something that I wouldn't know. Like, nah, you don't know this about my cousin, but this how you could freak her. That would have been cool. I asked her, like, well, what did you have in mind? She said, nah, I was thinking like a masseuse and rose petals. Fam. <laughs> That's relationship 101. <laughs> you're not even coming with the fire. Like, you really think that I wouldn't be able to think of rose petals? Like, that's what you brought this toxicity into my relationship for? Rose petals? I could have used the leftovers that I already had from using them for on Valentine's Day. I wouldn't even have to have gone and bought that. Rockefeller died. That was the end of his chapter. And this is who you decided to name your company after? What? And the other thing, and I don't mean this to offend her family. I don't. Because I don't have beef with her. I don't even have beef with my girl. I love my girl. That's why I'm hurt. Because I'm like, how could she think so low of me? And then betray me by talking about me like this to someone who doesn't really know me enough to know that this is bullshit. Not for nothing, but I'm the kind of person when I go to somebody for advice, I go to someone who's in a position I want to be in. Ladies. Why do y'all go to y'all single friends for advice about a relationship? <laughs> right? Like, that doesn't make sense to me. You don't go to Lance Armstrong if you need help being a stand-up athlete. You don't go to Future if you want to learn about safe sex. You wouldn't stop at a car accident and ask the person involved to teach you how to drive. <laughs> I mean, is this not just common sense? You go to a person who's done some of the most toxic things I've ever witnessed in my life. And it's currently single. And think that the kind of advice you're going to get is not going to be conducive to your relationship. If you go to somebody that has money and ask them how to get there, it's because you're trying to be where they are. You're trying to be rich. 
You don't go to a broke person and ask, yo, how I get money? So if you go to a single person while you're in a relationship, well, ultimately, aren't you saying that you want to be single? I would go to someone who had a successful relationship. That's just me. If I wanted to know how to have a successful relationship, things I should do in order to get there, I go to somebody who's been successfully married for 20 plus years. Someone like my dad, which is where I went. My dad said to me, the worst thing that you can do, son, when you're in a relationship, take this advice how you want to, is not recognize that your significant other's opinion is always going to be more important than anyone else's. That's the only opinion that matters, period. So imagine how hurt I was when after all of this happened and I went to my girl and I was angry because I said I needed a minute because I was angry. I'm not going to front. I was pissed. But the first thing she did was, yo, you don't think he was mean to my cousin? Fam. So now it's my fault that I got called and insulted. Then she hit me with the nah, she ain't really say that. You don't know what she said you wasn't on the phone. So now you blindly defending your cousin as opposed to defending me, your man. Then why are you with me and not your cousin? This is how I felt. And I'm not saying this to go at her. Because again, I don't want to be for her. But I'm saying this to say, if I got to go through this, I'd rather someone else not. It's never okay to think that someone should give, put your man in a position to feel like he's not being a good enough man. Period. It's, it's just not cool. I don't know why anyone would think it is. It's not. Especially when they trying. And especially when they don't have that kind of relationship with the person you got calling them. That's just awkward, weird, and I don't know why the hell that happened. And again, you want proper advice. A lot of y'all, when y'all go opinion shopping, y'all go places where you know the person is going to give you what you want to hear. You go to the person that's going to tell you you're right because they have that alliance with you. They rock with you. Stop doing that. Go get, go get advice from people that are going to tell you in your face you're wrong. That know enough to know that that's not how you handle something. That's how you grow. You want to be comfortable or you want to grow? You want to be right or you want to grow? These are common sense things to me. I'm trying to give sauce this hour. That's it. You want advice on what to do with a relationship? Ask somebody who's in a successful relationship. You want advice on how to manage your money? Ask somebody who's managing their money well. Y'all out here going to Ben Simmons to learn how to shoot. <laughs> what are you doing matter of fact y'all going to ben wallace to learn how to shoot ben wallace had two threes his whole damn career that's who you gonna ask how to shoot threes that's why you in the layup line shooting air balls damn it first thing people were saying to me was damn i thought you did a lot for your lady all you talk about is the things you do for your lady so why is my lady behind my back telling somebody i don't do nothing for her that hurts ladies let a man hurt i'm not saying y'all don't i'm just saying some of the women in my experiences when a woman is hurt a man should go out of his way to cater to his queen. I believe that. If that's your queen, hold her down. Sometimes as a man, you got to do it even when you know you're right. But sometimes, ladies, accountability. When you're not accustomed to taking accountability, it's going to feel like you're being attacked. You're not. Someone's just showing you. Someone's just giving you perspective. They're trying to teach you. They're trying to help you grow. You're wrong here. It's okay to say sorry. If you see your significant other is hurt, the first thing you say to them is, babe, what's wrong? Not, nah, you wowing. Who does that? Who's jumping on the side of someone that's not in their relationship? Period. Right, wrong, or indifferent. If you my lady, I'm holding you down. 
That's trash to me. That's no different than if we out and you come to me and you wowing and you like, yo, this dude touched my butt. And the first thing I said is, well, what'd you do for him to do that? Are you serious? No. I don't care if you was twerking right next to him. We got an issue, fam. I'm, I'm not even asking questions. Where is he? The only opinion that ever matters, if you want to have a successful relationship, is the opinion of your significant other. Period. Take it if you want it. Don't if you don't. Sometimes I feel like as a man, women give us impossible tasks and then tell us we ain't shit for failing. I couldn't win. How am I win? Give me a chance to win. Now if I go out, whatever I go out and do for my girl is going to feel like, oh, nah. <laughs> Yo, I'm glad my cousin was there to help you. <laughs> you would have never thought of rose petals. <laughs> like, what, what are you doing, man? What are you doing? If misery loves company was a person. How many times you see a, a single woman give a woman that's in a healthy relationship advice just so her ass end up single? Now, now, now y'all single again. Then when, when, when she and her toxic man get back together, you missing your boo. Like, damn, why I listen to her ass? Don't be that person. Stop taking advice from people that are not even in the situation you in. There's a reason. <laughs> you should be giving the advice. But forgiveness is a thing. You have to forgive people you love. And that's the part that's, that's tough when you get into a situation with somebody you actually care about, especially when you're a person that's not used to caring. Because it's like, wow, right, wrong, or indifferent, I have to swallow my pride and say that I'm sorry. Sometimes as a man, I don't know if this is a thing for, for most men or if it's just the experiences I've had, but I feel like in some of my relationships, when I was right, I was wrong, and when I was wrong, I was wrong. Either way, you somehow end up apologizing for the fact that you hurt. Because <laughs> there's no accountability. Like, why do people always point out the reaction instead of focusing on their action? You ever seen like a dude cheat and then the girl busts his windows in the car and he'd be like, see, she's crazy. She's wilding. This is the type of shit I'm talking about. Fam, she did that because you cheated. <laughs> you had to cheat first. Not saying that what she did was right. It's wrong, but it doesn't happen if you didn't cheat. I know so many people that will focus on the reaction and never think that it's justified because they're taking away from what they did. Oh, yo, you was yelling at me and you cursed at me. Yes, because I was hurt because you went out your way to betray me and hurt me. And that put me in that point. That don't make people crazy, man. That's usually happens when people care about your ass. That's the truth. When people don't care, they don't give you no reaction. You force somebody to be crazy for the fact that they care. That's wild. Stop doing that. That's how you end up in positions where you don't appreciate somebody until it's gone. Why do we do that? I'll say it again. Stop killing the people that love you. Stop killing the people that are trying to help you. Stop killing the people that go out of their way for you. They don't have to do that. When people give you advice, that advice usually comes from pain. From experience. Sometimes giving somebody advice from your own personal experience is one of the most, is one of the dopest things you could actually do. Because you can't put a price tag on that. 
Appreciate it. Somebody is trying to love you, even if they may be failing at it. They are trying. Let them try. Or you end up like Roger Goodell up here talking about, yo, we'll take Colin Kaepernick now. Yo, fam, we good. I hope Colin say no. Nah. And if you see the Roger Goodell video, I want you to focus on something. Focus on the fact that he'll never be able to look Colin Kaepernick in his face and apologize man to man like he should because he couldn't even look into the camera that he was speaking to when he was spewing his BS about taking Colin Kaepernick back. You can't even look in the camera. So I know you can't look a man in his eyes and say you were wrong and you sorry. It's a disgrace. But it's tough. I know I'm one of those people that's in a tough spot because you force people to change. But when they change, you're like, why it take you so long? Because some of these companies are acting like black people just came out. <laughs> Yo, we've been here, fam. I promise you, they're acting like it's a buy two black people, get one for free sale right now. Like, stop trying to make us bachelors and all that now. Stop, stop, stop. We see through it. And, they say, and then some people are saying, well, that's what you want. You want them to change. Yeah, I do, but I want it to be consistent. Don't just do it right now so you can go back to what we've been doing. Nah, nah, I got, this is going to take time. The same way it took time for us to get this kind of angry, it's going to take time to fix it. Understand that. That's a thing. Rest in peace, Breonna Taylor. How we pass a law that's going to prevent it from happening to somebody else, but we don't arrest who did it in the first place. Come on, fam. It's not adding up. It's not adding up. I was talking to one of my really good white friends the other day. He told me he was talking to one of his friends. And the dude said, I don't understand why black people are so mad about things that they weren't done to them. Truth of the matter is, all of these things happened years ago. That's funny. Because I've seen you be mad at celebrities. They didn't do it to you. <laughs> so we shouldn't be mad at R. Kelly because he didn't do it to us, our daughter? Because he didn't do it to us? It doesn't matter? You shouldn't feel anything? What are you talking about? What are you talking about? This wasn't... I don't think people realize how... Not so long ago, my grandmother told, I got a, I got an uncle that told me some things. I got a grandmother that told me some things that they personally experienced. That's disgusting. And I saw this video that Bert sent me of this black guy who was trying to create this narrative that black people are wilding because enough of the narrative of anti-white and anti-police. And that, that, that appears to be getting lost. And I want to address this real quick because I don't like it. If someone is anti-white or anti-police, they are, they, are, they are not a part of the solution. No one should be that. I'm anti-police brutality. Not police. My dad is an officer. My cousin is an officer. List goes on. I'm not anti-white. I'm anti-racism. This has never been a black versus white thing. This is a us versus racist thing. Period. You're creating a narrative that's false. You're not seeing the picture. Then we go into these numbers of what black on black crime look like and all. And how can black people be mad with the fam? Even though black on black crime happens, black on black crime is a myth. Unfortunately, there are a ton of black people who are in unfortunate situations that live in the hoods, that live in poverty, that live in places where a lot of violence happened because there are no opportunities for other things. Something else a lot of privileged people would never understand or know about. You don't know nothing about seeing your mother starving every day, not being able to feed you or herself. And now you got to go out here and figure something out with no experience, no education, and you black on top of that. You know nothing about that. You know nothing about what that becomes. But black people don't kill other black people simply because they're black. Things happen, certainly. 
But it's an issue when you're killing someone simply because they're black. You can't see the difference in that? Why does everybody try to keep making something that it's not? Instead of just seeing it for what it actually is. I actually saw a comment where someone said that Black Lives Matter is making racism worse. <laughs> Yo. All right. <laughs> so black people been getting hung from trees, fam, for being black. What's worse than that? <laughs> I would love someone to tell me. What's worse? You see what they did to Emmett Till? The woman who lied and admitted that she lied, she's still alive. Nothing's ever happened to her. She ain't done no prison time. You see the pictures of his mother crying over his open casket? But, but, the, but the men who did it, they got to die of natural causes or whatever. Black Lives Matter is worse than that. All right. All right, cool. I'm not going to argue about it anymore. Those who, do, those who get it, get it. Those who don't, they won't. And they don't want to. And that's fine. Let them show themselves. But if you're fighting against this in any way, trying to create any kind of excuse. And be clear, I'm not being violent. I'm not looting. I'm not rioting, any of that. First of all, that's not all black people. That's just people. And no, those people should not do that. But the violence, the little, the little bit of violence that's happening should not take away from the bigger picture of the protests that are going on. Just like they say the little bit of violence in the police department shouldn't take away from the whole police department. Keep that energy on both sides. Don't allow the small piece of negativity take away from the bigger message. But I'm, I'm so tired of preaching about that, y'all. Even though I know the fight ain't over, I'm, I'm, I'm going to keep fighting. I'm going to keep getting up, preparing myself for war. But I think I want to end with just saying we, we have to learn how to forgive. And black people, we are built for that by design. Unfortunately, we've had to. We don't have a choice. We've always had to forgive. And that's okay. Stronger for it. But if you take nothing away from this episode, I just want people to start reflecting a little more. Before you are so fast to jump up and, and think about how someone has hurt you, think about how they've helped you. And think about how you may not have done enough to help yourself. If you got nothing else from the quarantine, you should have gotten that. You should have got to spend a little more time with yourself. Even in situations where I feel like I'm dead right, I'll take moments in the dark to reflect on what I could have done wrong that I may not see. Just because it's okay to be wrong. Some people look at being wrong like it's a bad thing. It's a great thing. It means you've learned something new. You've grown. You have stretched. Like I said earlier, you want to be comfortable or you want to grow. My grandmother said something to me that helped me realize what my therapist has been trying to tell me all this time. Mo, you can't give people insight. Stop thinking you can. Some people have insight. Some people don't. You can try to give advice. You can give them words. You can give them lessons. You can give them your experiences. But if they want to have the insight, that's going to start with them. But in the end, you do the best you can with what you have. You keep a pure heart. And when your intentions are pure, you never lose anyone. They always lose you. Believe in yourself. Believe in the universe. Believe in God. Believe in those who believe in you. And in the end, everything going to be all right. Y'all know what time it is with me. If you love me, I love you. Thanks for tuning in for my first solo episode. I don't think it was that bad. 
Jump in my DMs, let me know what y'all thought. Is this something I should do more or less? Keep it a buck with me. I'll probably block you, but don't worry about it. <laughs> Keep it a hundred with me, but only if it's good. <laughs> Alright, I love y'all, for real. Next week, bitches. Ow, hoes turning heads like owls. I'm the man of the owl. Triple entendre, don't even ask me how. Con Edison floor, I'm connected to a high power. Bright lights to make your whole city light up A trillion white light bulb when I'm in the nightclub I just landed in that G450 Caught the Mayweather fight cause the satellite was crispy uh, Y'all can miss me with the money talk The smart money's on hold, fuck what the dummies talk uh, I don't do too much blogging I just run a town, I don't do too much jogging uh, I ain't got a scar yet cause you fucking rap with me And my dogs is far-fetched Drake Here's how they gon' come at you With silly rap fans trying to distract you In disguise in the form of a favor The bar seen me, watch for the traitors Uh, I done seen it all, done it all Swat none of these dum-dums could done them off The summer's off, the winner too Top down in the winner, that's what winners do And to these niggas, I'm like, window seven You let them tell it, they swear that they invented you And since no good deed go unpunished I'm not as cool with niggas as I once was I once was, cool as the funds was But these bright lights turned me to a monster Sorry mama, I promise you wouldn't change me But I would've went insane had I remained the same me whether it's your first step on the property ladder or your first place with stairs, from new builds to rebuilds, a new home is one of life's biggest moments. And we all know life doesn't always go to plan. That's why at Bank of Ireland, our personalised mortgages can change if your life changes. When you're ready to make a move, we're ready to make it with you. Bank of Ireland. Begin. Lending criteria, terms and conditions apply. Over 18s only. Mortgage approval subject to assessment of suitability and affordability. Bank of Ireland Mortgage Bank trading as Bank of Ireland Mortgages is regulated by the Central Bank of Ireland. Fuck niggas. Bitches too. All I got is this money. This to do. Whether it's your first step on the property ladder or your first place with stairs, from new bills to rebills, a new home is one of life's biggest moments. And we all know life doesn't always go to plan. That's why at Bank of Ireland, our personalised mortgages can change if your life changes. When you're ready to make a move, we're ready to make it with you. Bank of Ireland. Begin. Lending criteria, terms and conditions apply. Over 18s only. Mortgage approval subject to assessment of suitability and affordability. Bank of Ireland Mortgage Bank trading as Bank of Ireland Mortgages is regulated by the Central Bank of Ireland. At Bank of Ireland, you don't have to talk face to face. Our mortgage team are happy to talk FaceTime to FaceTime and give you all the info you need. From how to get started to how much to save. FaceTime our mortgage team to talk about a personalised mortgage that's right for you. When you're ready to make a move, we're ready to make it with you. Bank of Ireland. Begin. Lending criteria, terms and conditions apply. Over 18s only. Mortgage approval subject to assessment of suitability and affordability. Bank of Ireland Mortgage Bank trading as Bank of Ireland Mortgages is regulated by the Central Bank of Ireland. Your after-dinner cuppa. At the end of a long day. Strong, one sugar and loads of... Oh, no! There's no milk left! There is a better way. We are mymilkman.ie. We are local. We always deliver. Fresh milk and more to your door throughout Dublin. Never run out of milk again. Find your local milkman at mymilkman.ie. Sign up now and save 10 euro. T's and C's apply. At Carphone Warehouse, we've got the best deals in town. Get massive savings on bill pay with brands like Samsung, iPhone, Huawei and Google Pixel. Shop our range of smartwatches, fitness trackers, wireless headphones and phone accessories. 
And we've got unbelievable prices on SIM-free and prepay phones. Shop online at carphonewarehouse.ie.